0: All right, guys, welcome in. Here we are, post-game show. Sherrod Blakely at the Garden, John Zanis. And we've got uh, the other knuckleheads joining us from the Garden in a little bit. Um, Bobby and Joe Sway. Bobby might be hopping in and out doing some post-game press conferences. It's going to be a short Sunday show because this was an exhibition game against the Wizards. And it's fine. It's good. This was a get-right game for the Celtics, you know. Starters played. You had a couple shaky post-rob outings with the Miami uh, loss and then a less-than-perfect game against uh, Indiana, and you're playing a team here without two of its uh, better scorers, um, but a team that did beat uh, you know the Mavericks by 30 points their last time out. So um, and the Celtics drilled them, uh, you know, 40-plus uh, you know, point win. Uh, so definitely stuff to feel good about here
1: yeah and and that's really all you wanted to do if, if you're the yeah. Celtics come in here right. get the win nobody gets hurt move on that's yep. all and that's what happened and uh, you know again
0: it's it, it, these are really hard to gauge sort of victories you know because you know you're going to win this game in the Celtics <laughs> but, you know defensively I don't think we're that crisp to start out the game they gave up you know 50 plus percent shooting to the Wizards in that first half and then just you know, they put their foot on the gas there in the third quarter, blew the game open. And that was that. Uh, and that's really all they had to do today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we're, we're going to get the the elephant in the room in this game out the way right off the jump. And that is Jalen freaking Brown. I mean, did he have somewhere to be by halftime? Because the way he came out, it was just like, let me just get me a quick 11 points in like four minutes and then just kind of kick back and relax. And let the rest of these guys take over. He was incredibly impactful from the outset. And I thought that really set the tone for the kind of game that they were gonna play. This was a game where the Celtics went in, it felt as though we're gonna outscore these guys. We're gonna, we're going to we're just gonna have we're just gonna have one of those nights where we're just knocking down all the shots. Because I think they're starting to sense that defensively they're not gonna be where they were with Rob. So you're gonna to have to really sharpen your offensive game a little bit in order to make sure that your defense is going to take a slight step back, but your offense needs to be significantly better if you're going to keep on winning, keep on rolling over teams.
0: Yeah, and so there's the I, I still think – I think you're right there, and they talked about it um, uh, last game for sure. And I know Marcus had some comments, you know, that they are still – playing like a team that has Rob there as a safety net, or at least they did for a couple of games and they have to unlearn that, but then they get to hopefully learn it again. Cause you know, Rob who talked the other day, one great to see the guy smiling, goofy, fun. He seemed happy like, as hell. Anyone who hasn't watched it, go to CLNS Media. Watch the full press conference. It's just going to make you feel good. Okay, yeah. and obviously you can catch all our press conferences there all the time. uh But he was just in a good mood, and he was great, and you know, just positive vibes. And he'll be back. And people asking questions: "Are you going to be the same guy?" He's like, "Shit, yeah." You know, like
2: that I was, was me. Be... <laughs> yeah, that was your question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was it a was... funny answer. He goes,
0: yeah. nah, he's like any concern you won't be the same. He's like, nah, shit. I'm gonna be fine. And so <laughs> that was very heartening. But they're still learning. We'll get to Robin a little bit. Welcome Joe Wayne. too. They're still learning how to play without him back there. And you know that they're you know they're there. The other downside is I know Bobby wrote about Tice as well, you know. Teams are Tice takes on a totally different role in this offense. And what's Mm -hmm. happening is he's going to be catching the ball 10, 15 feet away from the basket sometimes. And teams are going to dare him to shoot. And they did that a little bit tonight, uh, today. Um, And, you know, he's got to be able to knock those down. That's the aspect of his game. He has to bring that Rob doesn't give you, which is the, when he's got that open look, he's got to take it. He's got to knock it down uh, with consistency is something I'm not sure he's going to do, or he's been able to do. So that's something you got to, Learn to deal with, but you're right. Everybody else can operate the way they've been operating here, and Jalen was awesome. That stuff, that pull, those pull ups off of the off of uh, on on the pick there on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm shocked when it doesn't go in at this point. He's just he just needs this much daylight off of those screens and he's knocking those down. Uh, Bobby, first impressions on the game. We'll, we'll start with you and then Joe Sway since you guys. Are yeah, just jumping it in.
2: starts with Brown and it, it's so easy to forget that they didn't have him in the playoffs last year and down the stretch. So we haven't really seen this team in playoff mode with Brown right. playing at this level since the bubble. And he was pretty great right. in the bubble, drove them through that Toronto series and he was great in the Philly one, too. Uh, this is a guy, I think, who's starting to really get comfortable with a high volume of shots, a big role in the offense. And to your point, John, about the work he did on the dribble here, I feel like we haven't seen him be this nope. amazing on the ball in not, a long time.
0: Not uh, at all. I love that. A lot that. of his
2: success lately has been as a finisher. ton of initiating in this one. And good passing, too. Like, we haven't seen that from him in a couple months now. as other guys have sort of stepped into that role. But, He's just starting to get comfortable. And I think he knows his role. Tatum knows his role. They're both scoring 25, pretty much, it feels like, showing up. And that, more than anything, I think, makes you encouraged that against the Chicago, against the Toronto, against those type of teams, that it looks like they're going to be lined up here. With You're the odds-on favorite against those groups just because of those two and what this offense is able to do right now. There's still big defensive questions, as you guys said. Still looks like a sloppy effort on that end of the ball, and I don't really even think they have an identity right now on that end. But they can get there. They have a little bit of time. They have a little yeah. bit of room for her in the first-round series, I would think. But time yeah. is thin on that end. Left left the comment up here. I do think that, like, the Harden
0: stuff there, not quite, but he is setting people up off of those screens and those step-backs with those threes in a way that's been super impressive right now. So he adds that to his catch-and-shoot sort of pull-up um, you know, game that he's got, uh, the catch-and-shoot game on the three as well uh, when the ball swings to him. And uh, that's just a really – I mean – that's just really, really hard to contend with, especially considering he's the guy on this team that goes downhill the most. So you always have to have that in the back of your mind. And when he's doing this, like he was doing it today, it's just, it's, you know, it's again, we we go back to shades of early, early last year. Jalen Brown looked like one of the most unstoppable players, not just on the team, but in the NBA.
3: You know what else, too, John? I like the uh, the turnaround fadeaway. I think that's been a, a part of his offense that sort of, yeah. like, he's sharpened that a lot. Like, I remember it was, like, feeling like most of the time you weren't quite sure if it was going to go in. But now, I mean, he's almost automatic with that. And He's starting to come out with these first-quarter, you know, offensive outbursts that I think or you want to hope that it's going to be consistent, you know, throughout. And, you know, I joked around with Bobby. I'm like, man, this game is not going to be a close one in the fourth quarter. But he, if it was, I still think Jalen gets 32. But you know what? In that third quarter, Bobby – I feel like if this game was close, he probably would have hit 40. You know, like he was that much in his bag. And I don't Easy. know if this – we talked about it a lot this year, but I don't know if that's just a matter of him just wanting to uh, not take away too much from Tatum or just wanting to just, you know, add to the flow of the offense instead of being the go-to guy in the fourth quarter. But he tends to do that. I just want to see what happens in these next uh, three games on the road. I think this is great for the uh, – Celtics' so defense to kind of regroup and, you know, find themselves, so to speak, kind of what Bobby was talking about as, you know, they're trying to see how – trying to bridge the gap between now and, and when Robert Williams comes back. So that's something to keep an eye on throughout this uh, three-game stretch, throughout those the, uh, on the road, see how they perform. But um uh, nothing I also wanted to point out is uh, Tatum's overall game offensively, man, he's really gone a long... He, he's come a long way with the, with this passing game. I feel like he knows when to set people up. He knows where particular players like the ball, you know, the, those bounce passes, those nice looks. He's just... He's just seeing everything so clearly right now, it seems like on offense. And I think it's been it's been huge for this for the Celtics and, and obviously for, for Tatum, who's just sharpening that part of his game. Just his, his overall his passing ability right now.
0: I don't disagree at all with the table. I thought I lost you guys. What the heck, man? it's it's I was checking on something. About to freak out and be like, "What? No, it's not a final yet. I was looking at it. Celtics are going to be the two seed soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah, it's
1: about thirty. It's about thirty seconds left in that that Milwaukee game. No, it's not close. Dallas has that. It's just close to over. I mean, close to over. Right? Close to official. Right? Yeah. So they'll be the number two.
0: So I'm looking up right now, I do, I want to spend some time on it because we've spent a lot of time debating this. But Celtics are about to ascend, talk. huh?
3: No, the guy said too much Jalen talk this I know,
0: way too much Jalen talk. I don't know what we're doing. We we
3: we we, we are also
0: we are also struggling to find our identity um right now.
3: This <laughs> is John after Rob. You know, losing Rob, it's been tough. It's I don't know what to do game. after Rob.
0: I'm talking about Jalen Brown having an awesome game. I'm I'm you know. Right. Uh, No, what the uh, hell is
1: going on? I mean, everything right (laughs) Right. now.
0: Look, everything right now is big picture. It's not about the game. So again, we're not looking at. You're not looking at anything here. You're you're looking to make sure you know this is you know the 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 pageant is about to begin you want to make sure there's no blemishes right now you know or you know the it's it's almost your wedding day you got to fit into that dress everything's got to be perfect okay so you're looking for perfection right now okay so you're going to be looking around at this team and see okay what do they need where do they need to improve how are they going to stack up against things um, who's the best opponent? How do you want to play it? So the Tice thing and the post Rob stuff, I, I, I want to get, I want to wait on Bobby here. Bobby wrote something where he's like, they'll be okay. There's moments here in this. I'm pretty nervous with Tyson, that starting lineup in the playoffs. Like, I really have to tell you. Um, and it's not that he's bad. I, I thought he did a very good job in his backup role. I, I think this is a, a big burden to put on him. Uh, and a massive drop over what you had. And again, you lose someone of Rob's caliber, there's yeah. going to be a drop. I don't know. I think it works better. I mean, he may set it before the game. It's going to be matchup dependent between yeah. who plays between him and Grant. And that's the right approach, I think, for sure. Right. You could even see Derek White theoretically, you know, possibly slide in there again, Small depending ball. on the matchup. If you and just like Tatum over to
1: four. If you five. did
0: play Brooklyn, you could probably get away with not having, uh, you know, uh, not having a, a second big, and you could go smaller there because uh, you're not really worried about them as much, but there's other teams where you have no choice. Um, so it is interesting right now. Um, well, the,
1: the, the, thing, the thing that I, I always come back to is when a backup replaces an injured player in a starting lineup, at some point, you're going to be reminded as to why they're a backup. At some point, it's, it's going to, there's something that's going to happen that you're going to be like, oh, that's right, he's filling in for X, Y, Z. But the point that you made earlier, John, about Tyson having those like short 10, 15 foot shots that are going to be there, Tatum, Brown, Al Horford, they have got to convince Tice to take those shots because I think his, his, his immediate impulse is just swing the ball, swing the ball. But the only way they're going, he's going to be able to really make an impact at that position is play to what his strengths are. And he can knock that shot down. It's not a question of ability. It's about whether he is going to take it or not. And he has to become confident and comfortable doing that. And that's only going to happen if the Tatums, the Browns, the Al Horfuss of the world empower him to do that. Yeah. and Well, I mean,
0: it, it happened already. I mean, early in the game, maybe right out of the gate, I think the first two shots were Tice. Um, yeah. And they were wide open and he missed them. And then a third time, a ball swung to him and he had a wide open look. And he's like, I can't shoot another and miss three to start the game. So he swung it. So you can't. You have to just accept that that's a shot I have to take. and But the, the reality is it's, it's a results-driven business. It's a shot you have to make. So um, that's what's going to happen with him. And, I mean, throughout the game, you know, Porzingis was playing off him uh, with no respect at all. So, I mean, he's going to have to knock those down. That's going to be a super important thing. I know, you know, in previous iterations, previous stints here, you know, when he was here with them, Before he could stretch it out and he would shoot some threes. I thought kind of maybe became too reliant on it, but it was something you had to respect. Teams have to be able to respect that he's going to knock that down a little bit. What do you guys think with him defensively right now? Defensively, I mean, he's not going to be what Rob was, but he's not a bad feeling
3: right now for this team. I think, you know, um, the fouls is, is always something that we always used to be worried about, but he's improved since he's come back to Boston, right? Or oh, at least in the last couple of weeks. So I think that's a that's a plus, you know, if you're the Celtics. But I mean. I think offensively, though, that that's the part where games are going. to teams are, opposing teams are going to try to expose him a bit, and that's just kind of what we saw. You know, especially in this team that has Porzingis out there. He's like, I'm not going out there, to guard This guy, like, you know, this isn't exactly. You know, he's not one of those top tier uh, three point shooting bigs. So he, that's exactly what other teams are going to do as well, especially in the postseason. So he's shown confidence before, but I just think out of the gate, first quarter, you know, if that look is there, he's got to be much more com- comfortable and taking those shots and, and making them, quite frankly, you know, between him and Al Horford, Al Horford will also get those looks as well. But you feel more confident with Al taking them as opposed to Tice. But Tice has improved his game from that aspect, though, because I remember before he was constantly stepping into it and settling for the long two. So he's come, he's come a long way from, from from the days of doing that. But, um, yeah, I, I think defensively I, I'm I'm more concerned about his offense in the starting lineup, you know, as opposed yeah. to his defense. I, I think he's, he's able to adapt naturally in the front court when he, when he's, when he's playing defense, you know, alongside Al Horford and alongside Tatum, he, he, he's comfortable. He's much more comfortable on that end.
0: Yeah. He, again, we're talking about survival here. We're not talking about perfection, right? You're talking exactly. about survival. It's one round. Is it hopefully. enough to survive that round? That's all you're talking. Cause again, right. you're starting to feel good. Just listening to Rob that other day, you're starting to feel good about uh, a return. Um, And I mean, you're not going to know it until you see it, but just to listen to him, You know, and again, how's he going to know you're confident? I mean, and again, to talk about Rob, you know, he said he was in so much pain. He was afraid to tell somebody about it, you know, and he was like, oh, man, I screwed something up bad. And he said the day after his surgery, he'd already felt better and he started his rehab and he feels good. And again, we don't know, but you're starting to feel that it is possible. Not only you get him back, but you get a version of him back that isn't that far off than what you saw before, which means you can kind of there's it's there, you know, you just got to get there. And so that's the whole, there's no other story with the Celtics. Right. I, I know everyone wants to just celebrate Jalen Brown's 30 points. There is no story outside of the Celtics right now, other than can they survive right round one without Rob? It's the only thing that matters because then anything beyond that is absolutely on the table. If they get to round two, that's it. The any, everything is on the table round two and on. If you get Rob back and he's healthy.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm confident that they can survive and thrive with yep. Tice out there because, again, he gives you a dimension that Rob doesn't from the standpoint of what he does offensively. Uh, he doesn't play above the rim as well as, as, as Time Lord does, obviously, but he can still do that. Uh, there are things that he does that can accentuate this offense in a way that gives them a different look. It makes them, frankly, a, a little bit more of a threat as they move along in the playoffs. Because now, the, all of a sudden, you've got a di- you've got another thing that you've got to prepare for uh, with their different combinations. But make no mistake about it: this team is not going to go nearly as deep as they can if they don't get Rob back sooner rather than later. He is that important. Uh, and when just watching them play against his Washington team, there were so many moments where you could see where. Washington would get a good shot at the rim or they would get a basket that goes down that, you know, damn well, Rob would have either made them reconsider taking that shot or that shot would have got pinned on the glass and it would have started to break the other way. Now, obviously, they, the Celtics won big and that's great, but there's, there's no way you can undervalue the importance of Rob Williams to this team going far because he really has become <clears throat> that wild card in their quest to bring home Banner 18. There's no way they can have a legitimate shot at that if they don't get Rob back to close to the Rob that we saw before the injury. Uh, What if they play the Nets? I'm
0: agreeing with this comment. I'm more concerned with the defense than the offense honestly, because there are games where Rob, yes, the gravity is there, Josue, and sometimes you've always got that that safety valve option with the lob. It's the defense right now they they're they're giving up fifty they're giving up fifty percent shooting to mediocre teams right now because that deterrent isn't there, and they get used to it it's I mean just yeah. think about it. All you have to do if you just switch and make it hard and keep people out and make it so that they just can't get to where they want to go by just, you know, driving them bananas on the perimeter, uh, running around and chasing them, which is what they're very good at doing. And then they get to the, the you know, they get anywhere near the lane that the human eraser is there um, and right. you get, it's not a crutch. That like, oh, he makes up. I think some people are talking about Rob making up for mistakes. I don't think he makes up for mistakes. I think you plan for that. This is how this defense came together. They built it with this guy in mind, which was let him roam all over the place and just make plays because he's that freaking good at it. So it's I think that's the huge, huge difference here is they're there they they were rubbing teams out with their defense. They'd frustrate those teams so bad that they would give up by the third quarter because it was just, there was, there was nothing to be had. And that, that, that dynamic changes a lot. So I think that's what, that's what worries me the most. The reason I mentioned the offense is I think that's how he can counteract it is to be a little bit more active offensively uh, and to give you, you know, things out there that Rob may not give you in order to, you know, uh, kind of, you know, like I said, counteract some of the things that obviously he, he's—he can't give you. It's not his fault. It's there's there's really no human beings on the planet like Rob. So it's just—it's asking a lot. <laughs> there's just not a lot of people who do that.
3: You know, that's a job quote Have I ever heard one. Jesus. No,
0: all right. The Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. After months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams in the final four, which will determine this year's national champion coming up. Later this week, looking to wager, as we said, head over to betonline.ag. Get your 50% welcome bonus with that promo code CLNS50 to get you started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your updated odds and information, along with player props. Great contests throughout the year. Your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online the fastest easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games bet online where the game starts again that promo code clns50 for a 50 welcome bonus to get you started clns50 over at betonline.ag
1: you just i mean it seems at times when you watch them play it's almost as if they're funneling guys to rob uh, and and I, I think about that more because I think about plays where Rob will come out of nowhere and block a shot, and he won't just block it; he'll block it into the hands of a teammate who then starts oh, to break. Yeah. I, that happens way too damn often for it just right. to be happenstance. Uh, so they're in a, to do that. yeah, and and that's what and that's what the really to me the almost the, the the savant type defenders are able to do. They're doing shit like that that they don't even think and realize they're doing they're just doing it and yeah. when you look back at it and you see all the, the things that come to place or coming to, to 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 make that happen you're just like damn that was like genius um right. and when you don't have a guy like that around for, whether it's a game or two or, or five or ten or whatever you have to figure out a way to make up for that and i think for for daniel tice he's not going to be the defender that rob is so if you can't be that guy what can you do to help compensate for what you lack? And for me, I, I think it's his scoring. He's gotta be the best version of himself. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> that he can be. I, hear, I got Brad Stevens in my mind though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, we lost Sharad. Sharad, you muted by accident. Yeah.
1: there you go well make sure that he's able to contribute at a higher level offensively because that's to me what he can give that's unique and different from what rob does hey
0: everyone uh just uh I on think- this comment here raise your hand if you thought at the beginning of the season rob looked slow and not in shape and then all of a sudden became really really good and all of a sudden became athletic okay yeah okay thank you joey yes in the beginning of the season that's what he was and then he became First really really weeks. athletic First few weeks, yeah. the entire yeah. preseason, when we talked about it, he was really, 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 really good.
3: Last gravity bound.
0: Good. Yeah. He ate well. <laughs> Sorry guys. And then he didn't. And then when he changed, we talked about it. That's how this, that's right. how this works. We react to the things we see, not the things we want to have happen. Um, he was very, he was not the same guy. We've talked about this even with his return, if he returns and he's not that physical freak that also will be an adjustment because the Celtics can't rely on him to do all of that stuff. That human eraser stuff and the lob threat did not exist the first month of the season. It took a little while for Rob to play himself into shape. And as soon as he did, and again, not entirely, but as soon as he did, he started doing Rob things. And then when they started playing him off the ball is where things obviously really unlocked there on that defense, which
1: was great. And that to me, that right. that's really the key to what this team has done defensively is just that subtle, but so necessary adjustment. To make Rob essentially a free safety back there. Yep. Once exactly, they did that, yeah. everything changed. One simple adjustment was maybe the most important adjustment to this team, even being in a conversation of being one of the top tier teams in the NBA. No question about it. Right. That's uh, the difference, Eman. right? Yeah. That was that's the defense. Yeah, it's a difference. That's the rather, difference. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what made them the best defense in the NBA
3: by a mile. Like and it was it was Rob essentially, right? That's the biggest reason why I, I don't necessarily love the Celtics' chances in a first round matchup against the Nets. Like I, I don't think the Nets seeing the that, that defense again, I, like if that's the same one that we've seen the last couple of months with Rob in the middle, I love their chances against the team against the Brooklyn Nets. But without him in there, I just think that intimidation against guys like Kyrie who could obviously finish at the rim and you know guys like Durant who get going like that constant pressure, that constant switching if you don't have that in there, that's probably a seven game series if we're being all if we're being honest. do the Celtics win that Maybe. I still like their chances, but I I, I think Joe Swahili Rob in there changes things,
1: man. Joe Swaite, Brooklyn ain't going seven games with nobody. They're not good enough. So that's the worst defensive teams in the NBA right now, if you really pay attention to them. I mean, everyone that plays against them has a goal plated easy pass to the lane. There's no resistance at all that they're giving up. And so for them, they're going to need Durant and Kyrie to be at the top of their games every single game and even when I mean Kyrie put put a, a double nickel piece on there and called that L when does when does Durant give you 55 points and lose does not happen yeah, that's their rare. defense that's true. and it's not because
0: 86 points between Kyrie and and Durant and they lose they they've got problems They, they do they
1: can't defend and Steve Nash yeah. can't coach. I mean, I'm, I, hate, I hate to be the so, elephant in the room. He can't get so, it. So here's the fear. <laughs> I you're feel like right. Been
3: thinking that about Nash, though. No, That's but
0: right. Every, <laughs> you're right on all of it. They get all of that from those two guys. They have no bench depth. They're not getting help from any other players on that team. Simmons is nowhere near playing. And Nash right now looks totally fucking oh, lost. Is not even, yeah. Simmons isn't even in the conversation. But, right. but the fear is. Oh, you, you The Celtics or a team gets nervous, gets into the playoffs, starts to play a little tighter on offense, relies on isos, threes aren't falling, blah, blah, blah. And you can't exploit that crap defense that the Nets play. Um, and that you have those guys on the other side that – your defense can't stop, particularly a weakened defense like the Celtics have, until right, wins, which is why I don't love it in the first round, because that's the one where it's like, oh, man, but you're right. It's hard to watch Brooklyn struggle against everybody
1: I, mean, um, I, saw, I, I saw them play the Atlanta Hawks the other night, and my. And goodness, you keep I, looking
0: I, at those box scores, and they're just like, how are they losing,
1: or how did they, you know, close in this game, right? I, I mean, go, go, I mean guys close. are just making layups. I mean, it's, it's not even about guys making tough plays and breaking guys down to get to the rim, pass the defense. No, they're just literally blowing by guys, and they're so shot, perimeter shot dependent on being successful. If Durant isn't making shots, if Curry isn't making jumpers, if Patty Mills isn't making jumpers, they're not going to be even competitive. And that, and again, because their defense is so putrid, even when those guys are making shots, they can't win. I mean, there is no there is no plan, and there is no scenario that should ever exist where Kevin Durant gets you 55 points and you lose. It should never happen. It should never, especially if he's giving you 55 relatively efficient points. And, and That was the first and, time it happened. Yeah, yeah. and then that Atlanta game, Atlanta, they were pretty much in control of that thing from the jump. There wasn't a point where you felt as though Brooklyn was like significantly swinging the momentum in their favor. That should never happen when you're the, one of the best, one of the all time greats has it going like that. And oh, that's uh, I'm no Brooklyn. Think, I, that's a six. That's five a, six game series.
3: Definitely. I think that's, you think like so?
1: A, I just think this is an emotional five, six. series.
3: You know, between Kyrie and Durant, and just wanted to prove everybody wrong against Boston. Look, I still like the Celtics' chances. I would still predict the Celtics to come out of that series victorious. But it could go, it could go the distance. It could. I mean, I, I just this Celtics defense right now is giving up way too many points, and I just don't feel all that comfortable or, or over the top confident, rather, that you know, up against those guys in the best of seven series. Man, if one of those guys get hot, if, if he's dropping fifty-five points in the playoff game, you know, it's going to be tough. I, I mean. Look, if the Celtics, if the were to lose against the Brooklyn Nets in the, in the first round matchup without Rob, then they don't deserve to, to go as far in the playoffs, right? They don't deserve. Well, to this, this, to this is but no, they do it.
0: though. That's they, the thing. I, I think it's bad luck. I think they absolutely do fully healthy deserve a lot. But this is what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, fully I mean, healthy. What, yeah. It, it happens all over the place. You lose a guy for a couple of games, and that's it and and you go from making it to the finals or not if you just did if it didn't happen so again they are a mortal team without rob they they were borderline unbeatable with him they may find something in those last 3 games with this unit right now that gets them back to it and your confidence is sky high but they are Definitely closer to the pack without Rob than they were with him. Which was they were they they were a level above. They were at, uh, clearly uh, you know clearly a level up on any team they would play in the first round, including bro- Brooklyn. Not even close.
1: This, this is how I look at it. A couple, couple things. First of all, Brooklyn, I do think will it will be personal for them. For the Celtics, it's going to be transactional. This is just another team that we have to deal with to get to where we want to get to. It's not personal. We don't want to crush you, Kyrie, but we're going to have to to get to the next round. That is going to give them, I, I think, a, a much more level-headed approach to handling this. And the, and the other thing, too, is that if, if you're the Celtics, you really don't care who you play because you – to me, I think the Celtics are at a point where they have a level of irrational confidence that no team that stands in their way is going to stop them. Right. No team. And and yeah. to John's point, to your point, John, you're, you're, you're spot on when you talk about one injury could literally mean the difference between a series – success or failure look back at the chicago celtic series a couple years ago when rondo was healthy played the first two games Mm. in boston they won both of those games rondo gets hurt chicago doesn't win another game that entire series now now obviously this is a much different situation but the point is still the same that one missing player could literally be the difference between winning or losing a series i don't think that's the case here I, i think that the celtics still have more than enough talent to beat Brooklyn or whoever they face in the first round. And if we're being honest and real about it, Brooklyn may not even get out. They may not even get to the playoffs. Yeah, they, they may mean, not. Yeah. But again, because I'm gonna tell you, if, our- they, if they got to play, listen, if they got to play Charlotte in that play-in game, that 9-10 game, I am taking Charlotte without hesitation,
0: especially now that Gordon's back. So that's the whole thing is I would, <laughs> within within the, you know, kind of, range of possibilities, I would be equally unsurprised if Brooklyn doesn't make it out of a 9-10 game as I would if they upended the heat in round one. Like, that's what I mean. Their range range of possibilities is ridiculous because you have two of the best players on the planet with rings who can Mm -hmm. really light it up in the postseason against people who may not have the same level of postseason success and comfort right now. That's... I you really want to bet against Kevin Durant like I don't but also if they friggin laid an egg and were one and done in a 9-10 game that also would not surprise me they're just everyone is confusing likelihood with just kind of overall scariness they right. are scary because of that and and it's always going to worry you because of those guys on the other side and you know Players win games, you know, like the best players. You're always – the team with the stars, you know, tends to advance. Um, Not always, but, I mean, that's something you just can't get away from. Having Durant and Kyrie on that other side is always going to – even if it's not justified, I think that that's the concern there is I I don't want to face Kevin Durant. I really don't. I'd rather (laughs) face anybody else.
2: You're still still saying this after last night? I am, Bobby, because I just don't think that that matters. I mean, it matters – you, you, They went up against a Hawks team that's just been dead all season, and you just saw it land. The Hawks, first of off. all, have
0: been playing really, really well for yeah, the last 10, 10 or 15 say. games. They're, no, they're oh, far no. from dead. They're playing outstanding yeah. right now. I mean, they're so, the ten seed in the conference. I know, but they're playing great. They had their dip, and the Hawks are clearly on their way up, so they're playing well.
2: I don't think that that's a fair assessment. I guess. I mean, it's an offense that can light you up. So certainly, yeah. And it- the
0: Trey Young is playing like MVP basketball right now. You're getting a lot of, I mean, ridiculous performances out of people here elevating their teams. And that's what happens as you get closer, as you get into crunch time, as you get into that drive for the playoffs, and into those play the playoffs. Those teams that have those scary players, which by the way, the Celtics also they have a too, switch. They, they flip, flip the switch. that switch so the celtics yeah. have them too you feel good about that but the other teams have them they're scary the, these there's no there's nothing easy here especially when no, you're, gonna be easy when but, your all-world defense has well, uh, been has well, been jo- neutered well, a little bit yeah
3: i think not not to uh not to throw shade at, at uh oh sorry they're taking down the banners right now that really that really threw me off okay <laughs> not to throw shade at Jalen, but um I think Celtics have one of those guys. you talk about postseason performances. We can't flat out say Jalen is going to turn it up a notch. Even though he's on pace to, he doesn't have that track record yet. But, uh, okay, I'm with you though. Celtics do have one guy, Tatum. And we saw what he did last year. And, look, I know it wasn't the most exciting series in the world, but I still give him credit for what he did in that Brooklyn Nets series and, of course, what he did, you know, the year before that in the bubble. He takes it up another notch. That's true. Tatum does. Just one. Celtics have one of those guys.
2: Well, I, and I, they might have a, two, but we'll see. They might, might have two. Yeah. No, and you, you just see, like, right now, teams playing the Nets, they're, offensively, their eyes light up. I mean, you were just able to annihilate this team, and the record for Brooklyn now since Kyrie returned – you know, even back to when he came back from not playing at all, isn't great. I mean, they have not integrated him well on that end. He's not playing good defense this year. Durant's a guy who's taken a step back on that end. And I know there's always the flip the switch thing, and like you talk about stars on that side. But when are you gonna do it? I, like I'm just waiting for them to enter that mode, take off. I thought there'd be opportunities here down the stretch of the season since Kyrie returned for them to rise out of the uh, play-in tournament. And then that last last night officially set them up, not only in the upper tier, but in the tier of the play-in where if they lose one game against Atlanta or Charlotte, they're out. Guys, it's just a fear factor. Right. Nobody,
0: again, people have to be able to understand. But I'm scared of the no, Rosen. I'm no scared one of is saying, Dan no, too. They're all scared. That's what I mean. It's like, no one is saying the Celtics will lose to the Nets. They just say the Nets are scarier than, say, Charlotte or Atlanta or Cleveland. That's yeah. it. It's not that complicated to right. take. They're scarier. Right. Because I don't know. Do. That's
2: a little bit of a goalpost moving move. Like a week or two ago, we were saying you have to dodge the nets at all costs. Be- I, because they're one the ones, that-
0: they're, they're the ones with the puncher's chance to knock you out where I don't think those other teams can. That's it from the, from the play in uh, universe. And I think other teams feel the same way. And I think if you asked a bunch of other fan bases or other teams, honestly, which of those bottom feeding seven through 10 teams, are you trying to avoid? They, they'd they all say Brooklyn. I don't think it's a big secret because of this reason. doesn't mean they think their teams can't beat Brooklyn. I just think they'd feel more confident against the others. This, this isn't really that complicated.
2: It's not now, but a week ago, we were like, Vegas had Brooklyn as the favorite in the East, which I just I guess, thought is saying. And, and the other thing I want to talk about is, I can, you can't have
0: a bunch of Celtics fans on Twitter and in this chat talking about how Robert Williams is the key to the defense and the defensive player of the year, and then also say, oh my God, you're thinking just because Rob is gone, the Celtics defense is shot. Pick a lane, guys. It's one or the other. He's either vitally important and the most impactful defensive player in the league, and therefore his loss greatly impacts your team, or he's not. You cannot diminish... The loss of Robert Williams while also elevating him to Defensive Player of the Year uh, status. It's a massive loss. So there's concerns. There's reason to be concerned going into round one you get through it and you get robbed back there's less reason of concern nothing here is nothing is controversial and nothing is negative you've lost a guy who's arguably in the conversation for defensive player of the freaking year on your all-world defense that's, that's a that's big deal it, that's gonna affect acknowledge defense, it and and <laughs> acknowledge right. it and let's try to survive this first round okay it's not that right. crazy a take my goodness people like, that's the reality. No, Rob's,
2: Rob's loss is huge. He's, Im- he's like a massively important part of this team, guys. You I can't, mean, you know- even, even listen to the way they're talking, like, there's no hope of replacing him. Everybody's just going to rise their game to meet that level. I mean, no one's... Even Tice is saying like this. Yeah, I know this, people I don't want to he hear it. It's a huge deal, guys. I know
0: you want to just like, oh, everything's gonna be all right. It might, but it's a big, big deal. You have to survive. This first round is about survival. Okay. So when we look at the teams, you're looking at which one is the most likely you can survive and get by. There's teams in here they might mop the floor with. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but you're looking, you're surveying the landscape, Bobby. Let's go through the let's say the end up is the two. In that seven to ten landscape, which team do you want to see? And which team do you least want to see?
2: Cleveland right now. Obviously. Is the one if you most stay, want. Yeah, if they can stay in with their nah. seven right now, they have a small lead over eight. If they nah. can stay in that seven, eight matchup and win a freak game, uh, you know, if Moby comes back or something, they're a little damaged to the point where you'd say and, you feel good about that matchup.
0: And so who do you least want to see? Again, we're talking seven to ten only.
2: It's close between Brooklyn and Atlanta right now. Right,
0: so I mean, why is this so crazy? Like, it's dangerous. Yeah, no, a little bit,
2: but I mean, so the like, fans just want us
0: to say, "Oh,
3: don't be worried about the Nets. They're going to be fine. The they're going to win I, every game." Yeah, I hope. I hope <laughs> they beat the Nets.
2: Right? I hope they so get. So if the Nets let's they say they one. line up, let's Kill. say they line up against the Nets. How are you three guys? Like, let's say, boom, a week from now, it's Nets Celtics. What are you picking in that series based on what each of those teams have now? No rob for the entire series. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics and 6. To be
0: close. Which which series? Celtics and Nets. Seven. Celtics uh, and Six. Again, I'm going to take the Celtics as a favorite over everybody in the first round. But strap what I'm trying to say emotion, is Celtics it's fans. a friggin roller coaster. Get right. ready for strap in. white white knuckle time. I think against they? anybody I think Charlotte would be the one you still would not be concerned with. Okay, they don't really have a center presence. You're not really worried there at all. I think if Charlotte somehow squeaked through, and that's the team you end up playing in the in, your, in the first round, that's probably the softest team of, uh, available right now. Cleveland worries you a little, but they're banged up too. So Cleveland, I think, still I would have the Celtics as strong, strong favorites. I think everyone else from Chicago to Toronto on down, you're going to white knuckle it through that first through, through round one um without uh with without without rob i think you are i mean it as chicago i think is probably the worst case scenario i know we're talking about fall into the four and take on chicago i think chicago is probably that the toughest team of that group in the bottom mm. half of the bracket five through five no like back. i said if, if, if because you of chance... their offensive firepower yeah yeah that. How,
3: that that how one's are
2: you, tough
0: that's tough how, you a,
2: how you feeling how you feeling about charade the whole playoff race
1: to me, it doesn't matter who you face in the first round. You're you're not going to cakewalk through any team because you don't have Rob. So it's so you just immediately embrace the fact that we are going to have to fight to get out of this first round, and that's fine because, again, that's why you play guys now so that they become comfortable, and hopefully, when those moments arise where they have to play big minutes, they will rise to the occasion. But Brooklyn, look, and it, I, I'm I, again, the more I watch this team play now that they've got their big two, the more I'm just I'm, – I don't feel them. I, I'm not feeling the threat that I felt a week ago from them. I'm not feeling that this yeah. is a team that I should be, like, overly concerned about. I'm concerned because they have two of the top five, top ten scores in a game. That scares the crap out of me. But I also realize, and I've seen enough of this shit to know that, two guys are not going to beat you. They're, as great as those two guys are, they're not going to beat you in a best of seven series. They can carry a, a game or two, but if you have the superior team, which I think the Celtics do, we're looking at maybe a six, maybe a seven game series. But I'm thinking more like six uh, at no, I the mean, most.
0: Six and seven game series counts as white knuckle when you're in a two seven matchup. You know, I mean right. that's no. that's but, that's means right. you're losing yeah, a couple but, of games. Yeah.
1: But this yeah, is but yeah. they would not be your traditional number seven. Uh, Obviously, I mean, typically the number number seven seeds are teams that have significant flaws and holes in their lineup, and are just happy to get through. And while Brooklyn does have that, they also have, as we've acknowledged, two of the best scores. But again, I'm not even I'm not convinced they're going to even get out of the play-in
2: tournament. I'm the same way, Sherrod. And listen, I don't want to go too far with this, but Chicago has some guys back now that they can throw it: Tatum and Brown. Toronto has a team full of guys that they can throw at Tatum yeah. and Brown. The Nets, from Have the, no day, from the yeah. day they put this team together, zero defensive identity. They just don't play that end of the floor. No, they so just, they just, they're just the trying basket. to outscore you. They're just trying yeah. to outscore
3: you. Yeah, they're just trying to outscore you.
2: So, um, I mean, you look at what the Wizards – the Wizards played that kind of defense here, and you just see how easy it comes for Tatum and Brown at this point. Yeah. The, um, yeah let's, you, you guys want to talk about something else that's going to trigger people?
0: Jalen Brown scores 30 points in back-to-back games. Jalen Brown scored uh, 25 points in nine straight games. Who, guys, who gets the brownie award tonight? It's obviously Jalen Brown, right? <laughs> right. Of
1: course. Of course. Are we okay? Yeah. So
0: typically, your best players after the game talk to the media, right?
3: No, yeah. I see what you're going with this now.
0: <laughs> was like, Isn't that how it goes? Okay. How it's always gone? Yeah. Not today. Last two oh. games, Jalen Brown has been pro- arguably the player of the game and has not spoken to the media. That's
1: weird.
2: Yep. Sound the, the alarm. Room. You guys see it? <laughs> I'd sound the alarm. That's a Brownie Award winner if I ever seen one. <laughs> but why yeah. would he? I mean, just just take it not, for what you will.
3: Why? why go ahead, Don. Finish it. No, um, no. What's the, what's the just, reason? What's the reason why? These Jaylen are simply they facts. They wouldn't want Jalen to speak.
1: Yeah. Well, I like the fact that he's allowing his game to speak for him. Yeah, he <laughs> very, <much>. very <laughs> diplomatic, Sherrod. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the, the thing about Jalen is, is this, no matter what he does, good or bad, it, it's always going to be like, but dot, dot, dot. I, I like the fact that, again, he's playing with a level of aggression, uh, and being more efficient uh, that, that they need. And the, 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 my biggest issue with Jalen always isn't so much that he turns the ball over a lot. It's the unforced turnovers where he's just dribble, 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 and he just loses mm-hmm. the shit. Those are the ones that drive me nuts. The ones where he's trying to attack guys off the dribble and they, they either poke it free or he loses it or strip it, something like that. I don't mind those. Uh, and we're starting to see more uh, of those type of turnovers than just the loosey-goosey ones, and that's great. Because that, that that's a sign of growth, which I think obviously him and a lot of these guys need to show as you get closer to the playoffs. Yeah, for
0: yeah, sure, Sharad. Uh, is exactly what sure, you want to do. dodging the question like Jalen. I know. The media I know. Today. Well done. Well
3: this done. is Yo, this a, is what NBA. That's some, that's some politician vibes right there, Sharad. Well done. Well done. This is, now this let
1: is, me go and kiss a few babies before we get off the call.
3: <laughs> you <should laughs> throw one of these in there. This is, Whatever, this is, guys. What, yeah.
2: this, this is what NBA stars do. They they have fifty points. They, they skip media, and they say, my game talked for itself. That's what they do.
3: Yeah. Boom. But look, this is this is what you want to see from, if you're a Celtics fan, right? This is what you want to see from Jalen because, you know, it wasn't his fault, but he didn't have that taste of the playoffs last year. And, and I thought that that was something that going to go into stride with this one saying, like, okay, now I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm a featured player on this team in the postseason because last year – it was he was a feature player and obviously he wasn't he was he wasn't available. So this is uh this is great for him. I think he's in a good headspace right now because he's taking all that in and he's he's ready to to, to prove everybody that look, yeah Jason Tatum's that guy. Yeah, he's an MVP candidate, but I'm about to I'm about to light shit up too. You know, Rob's out, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it up another notch. So We'll
2: see. It's been incredible. And I like wait. Sherrod. Those talked are facts, about. my dog. Those are facts. <laughs> facts That's right. <laughs> He's, back, He's been dog. incredible. And like, like Sherrod talked about, like, I feel like we haven't even seen the extent of what they're going to be able to do with him in the postseason. Like they are holding some stuff back. It feels like in terms oh. of how him and Tatum <laughs> play off each other. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but um, go ahead. yeah, it's great to see him find his sweet spot on <laughs> this offense because I feel like a month ago we were talking about whether he could thrive in a quick decision offense and one where, you know, he's got to play make a little bit and just do all the different things. We wondered whether he'd be able to do consistently coming into this year. And he had a bunch of bumps in the road from injuries to turnover, explosions and rough shooting to really open this year. I mean, he was almost Tatum level in terms of the shooting slump he was in for nearly half the season there. So big time stuff. We're going to talk to Toronto the best solution is just to keep rising. I mean, it goes right hand in hand with the standings thing we talk about. If they rise the to the best solution a to what, Bobby? Minutes, to the question of getting over the border, you know, like the Celtics. <laughs> all we have is them. He's not saying it either. <laughs> all we have is them. Basically, no commenting. But I've always said it. Be I, look, it's it. it the, the
0: evasiveness is ridiculous. But I, I've said it. I said it on Twitter. I said it on the show. I I fully believe if Toronto is in play, every everyone will do what they have to do if they haven't already. Listen, it's so, an issue. Yeah, it's that's fine. what Al's pretty much said, right? I believe it's a dead I'll issue. Right. And that's the thing. It's just comical at this point. The the the, the dodging, which is just funny, right. which is then it's fine. Again, this is the world we live in, but the, the them to having to duck it for basically a week until they no longer have to play Toronto and it not to be an issue is going to be a problem uh, because they're just going to, it's going to circle, you know, for a little Listen,
2: bit. They're they. But their I, I'm confident it's
0: a non-issue because they're just going to, they've clearly indicated they're going to make sure whatever needs to get done before they have to go into so- Toronto. And again, keep in mind, the earliest they would play a game in Toronto, the earliest is the 20th or 21st, okay? Which means you still have way more than 14 days necessary to be able to be clear if that's what you needed to be, if you happen to not, you have taken care of whatever you need to take care of now. So it's a non-issue, but they continue to make it one by dodging and, and not being part within- of it. And so they put it. it, it stays in the storylines, but I don't think it's a story. And they're within their like, right to do that. Like they they're just, gonna play. They're gonna play. I don't think it's a concern. They're gonna play. They can, everyone's gonna play. Yeah.
2: They're with they're within their right to sit and pray and say, hopefully this isn't even a question if they don't play Toronto round one. And odds are it won't be. You know, it's a it's in the mix there, but there's a number of teams yeah. that they can play at this point. And the chat, I mean, who cares? If they get in a series and a player can't play road games, if it comes to that, you're going to sit here in a couple of weeks and say, who cares? I don't think so. So it's a real question. It's a it's worthwhile a question, thing. to. Yeah. Be- because they've answered it, but
0: because they've answered it in the sense of the answer clearly says we'll be fine, which yes. means if I'm not now, I will be then. So just leave it at that. And so be it. That's good enough. I believe nobody on this team. If right now they're not able to play in Toronto that's going to be the case if, and when they actually do have to play in Toronto, no one's going to, no one's tanking the season for this, which again, to their credit is what Kyrie Irving essentially did. Um, Mm. and he, he did it all year long. I I'm not going to do it. The Celtics aren't going to be in that position. Um, it hasn't affected them to this point and they're not going to allow the season to go down in flames because, because this could happen. However, you know, Whatever, you get deeper into the playoffs. You never know who a round two opponent could be and this and that. So, I mean, things are going to get interesting and get dicey so here. Let's, have one,
2: let's, let's, you have a chance to grab the one seed here. Why not no. do it? I, like I've been saying it now, you, you're right there. You have these tiebreakers. You play the Bulls and the Bucks this week. I'm not saying like ramp these guys up to 40 minutes and avoid rest if some guys need rest. I know Tatum's knees bugging them. Horford, there's always a rest question there. So I could see that Milwaukee game on Thursday being a rest situation, but if if you can do it, say Milwaukee rest that game too, go out yeah. there and do it. Like the one seed's there for the taking, the two seeds certainly now they're in it. I think the higher you can go, especially if let's say the expectation is that they're gonna win round one no matter who they play, you want home court well, over Milwaukee Charade, round, too. Sherrod, let me ask you. may said prior to the game he's
0: looking to get Tatum a night off or yep. just a night off of, like, a 15-minute game or something like that right. where they don't have to stretch him out and play 30-plus minutes. Mm-hmm. And, again, nice to have a blowout today because you can reduce those minutes. you got a nice little gap. And, again, you've got those back-to-backs. And then the final game in Memphis – then a long ass rest because yeah. you know, because of the play in which means you're going to have a 6-7 day layoff after your last game anyway. So there's really not a burnout factor. I do think again you're just trying to avoid calamity at this point. So in addition to rest and having fresh legs You do want to, you know, whatever. I think you're skipping one of those two back-to-backs between Chicago and Milwaukee. And so I don't think you're going for the one seed per se, because I just don't think it's in your best interest to play all of your players back-to-backs. But what do you want to see them do? You want to see them rise as far as they can? Or just at this point, they pretty much have a first-round home court locked up. Do you want to see them? But if you get up to two, then you've got two series at home, and that matters.
1: I want to see a rested Justin Tatum before the playoffs. I want to see a team that when their core is together, minus Rob, for obvious reasons, are in a rhythm, are in a flow. I thought in this Washington game, this this new starting five with Tice, um, it worked well. I thought it worked really well. My concern is Tatum. My concern is that he's having some soreness now. My concern is that that's will linger. I need to do whatever I can to make sure that that does not become a playoff problem. And so to me, you're right, the back-to-back games, there's no way in hell he's playing in both of those games. If I I were Ime, I would probably sit him for the Chicago game. Uh, And I, I say that only because you're more likely to see Chicago in the first round than you are to see Milwaukee. So Chicago, to me... Is a game where you don't want you want them to see what your team can do without Tatum. You want to get it to me. It becomes a little bit of gamesmanship. Pre,
0: preseason week four, and you play the team in the regular season. You're not playing. You're not going to show them what you're what you're, you're not about, you're, you know? exactly.
1: And, yeah. and and that to me, I would not play him against Chicago, and I would play him limited minutes against Milwaukee and against Memphis. Just depends on where we are in the standings. If if we need a win to lock up the number two seed, then yeah, I'd play him. If we are pretty much locked into two, three, or whatever, then I'm either going to not play him at all or I will play him extremely limited minutes but he to me is the key at this point when you talk about lineup decisions and rotations and things of that nature I'm definitely not playing him against Chicago depending on where we are I play him against Milwaukee but I may not play him as usual 30 plus minutes and Memphis it just depends on where we are record wise if we've got a shot at the number two seed then yeah I'll probably play him if we don't and we're locked into three or four then there's no point in me playing him. Uh, so, right. and it, especially if we're the number four seed and we're playing a Chicago team that, oh, by the way, I sat him against. So they don't, they're not going to really know exactly how we're going to do what we do because they, yeah. the, their last chance of seeing him was way to hell back when, when they played earlier. There has to be some gamesmanship at this point if you're an Udoka on how you yeah. utilize Tatum and not utilize him.
0: What do you want to see, Joseph? Yeah, go go for it or rest.
1: It's an it's an important balance,
3: but I'm I'm gonna lean towards rest it's just because look if you're realistically going into this postseason with the with the with the mindset of we can make a deep playoff run we can go you're not quite sure how it's gonna pan out right you don't know if it's gonna be how many days in between series and how many how many uh, off days you're gonna necessarily have and you know things could happen really fast so it's really important that they make sure that he gets his rest in that he's able to. You know, not make anything worse, or you know, keep his name off of the injury report, so to speak, right? Because obviously he's your most important player. You, he's he's still killing it right now. He's still on this incredible tear, and uh you don't want to do anything that's gonna like, you know, somewhere in in, in the middle of, of of round two of a best of seven series, it's gonna have him miss a game or two, you know. So I, I'm gonna say rest. But obviously, keep your keep your I eye think. on the standings, and and make sure you pick the right games. You know, depending on what you know, what what that what reflects off that standing and where where you stand. You know, going up against uh the Brook uh the Milwaukee Bucks uh, guys. Jalen is all, all talking. The Bobby Jalen's
0: talking right now. So, um, all right. If you want to, if you want to jump in there and see, <laughs> let's go get him. Let's go get him. Um, Jaylen Bobby Manning, Um,
3: Jalen. Uh, did you get both shots? It's gonna say no. I'm just
0: yeah. Kidding. Hi, I'm Bobby. Uh, did anyways, you boost? Yeah, did you get boosted? the boost? Did you boost my man? Um, a couple other things off of tonight's game or today's did game. I boost? think we're talking about um, uh, Derek White. Last three or four games, I don't know the exact numbers, but I, the splits were something like through the first seventeen games is twenty two percent from three. I think he's up to around forty something over the last um, five, which is uh certainly good. Uh, what's interesting about White is uh, uh, his it, it no matter even when he's missing it looks like an inc- like incredibly confident stroke yeah you know and that's what's interesting that's with him is like he doesn't he's not afraid to shoot it but the thing is he's going to be at same way we talked about Tice that ball swinging to him and he's going to have to shoot um and yeah. those have to go down you know again it's the, the 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 time for you know let's wait for it and he'll be okay is over he's got to he's got to hit him. And um, it's nice to see them go down a little bit because he was definitely in his head. And you, you assumed he would at least regress to the mean. I mean, he's not a knockdown shooter. He's a 34% career shooter, 31 for this year. You want to see him at least shooting around that 35%, which makes it viable. You know, it was so bad for so long that you were worried if he entered the playoffs on such an ice-cold streak, he'd be
1: reluctant. Uh, and he can't yeah. be because they're going to need him. They, they, they are going right. to need him. And and the one thing, and I, I talked to Derek about this when we were out west. Uh, he said the big thing for him has been that even though he, he knows he's struggling, I mean, it's, it's obvious. But his teammates keep telling him to keep on shooting because it's just like you need to knock. We need you to knock down shots. So we can't need you being hesitant, reluctant, unsure whether or not you should shoot. it. Let it fly, dude. Let it fly. And right. he's doing he that. And he does. I mean, he's, he's had double figures in six of the last seven games. And if you get into the playoffs, to have a guy off your bench who you can pretty much bank take to the bank is going to get you 10 to 12 points. That's huge, especially a guy who can do, get you 10 to 12 points, run your offense as a playmaker, good defender, all those things come into play when you're trying to move on to the next round. Uh, You need guys that you can, you can plug and play into that lineup who can get it done like that. And Derek, you know, again, his game is rounding into form at the right time. If you're the boss. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. He's adapted. Right. I I think that's the, that's, that's what it is in a nutshell. Um, He's he's he led that unit, that second unit this this in this game. Uh they were damn near perfect. He was perfect, you know, in terms of uh well, almost perfect, six for seven, but so was Grant Williams was also six to seven. Um Payton Pritchard started to heat up a little bit in that fourth quarter. Like those are the three guys coming off your bench that you're gonna have to rely on and hope that you find consistency within, you know, two out of those three guys. And it seemed like tonight, everyone or today, uh everyone sort of had it going. Uh even Pritchard started to get hot too. So that's 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 exactly what the Celtics need right now. Um to, to have that sort of Confidence from their second unit, and hopefully they can just build on that. And hopefully that's something that between now and the start of the postseason becomes like a, a between those three guys, you're going to get a, a solid outing out of two of those, you know. And I think Jerry White has to be that guy. He has the experience. He has the uh, the, the the way he, he his his game translates on both ends of the floor. I mean, he has a unique skill set if you think about it, and that's something that all the other guys on the second unit can't necessarily say, you know. So
1: he's he's really important for this playoff. Playoffs. yeah but th- that that bench got you 67 points tonight obviously a, lot, a good chunk of that was in mop up time but yeah. the fact that they're ma- the fact they that they're making shots 15 threes off the bench yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean the look, fact they that they're making the shots 22. even in garbage time is, 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 is something you, you gotta you gotta love that you gotta kid, love that yeah right. you know i find someone who loves something three, as much as pritchard
0: as much as Pritchard loves fourth quarter no pressure threes, not to say he hasn't knocked it down at other stages in the game, but that right. dude turns into ninety-one point YMCA Pritchard in the fourth quarter <laughs> when he gets to, when he gets to lead that friggin' brigade right. when he's out there with the Hauser Neesmith brigade. What we got po- nine minutes left. All right. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, I, let's get- <laughs> go. I could go. I could go off. Oh go off man. Like but like all of those guys. And look, I look, I know it's a joke, and people are, you know, daring us to talk about him. Uh, you know, I'll talk about Neesmith. I, uh, you know, fine. Like, yes, I I don't care what the circumstance is, seeing him knock down oh, a couple of shots.
3: Damn,
0: uh huh. Sorry, go ahead.
3: I, I, we have a Jalen update. Uh, it looked like he he went the, he went the no common route. It looks like he did, but he, but he, but like Al Holford, he said uh, he will be ready, but he um he wouldn't flat out answer the the. Best I
0: think right. look, I think we've got the right of it here. I think this it's, is from another report. Yeah, report. I think the reluctance to answer is for the reasons we discussed, but I also think it's not going to be an issue, so it's probably a non-issue um at this point. So again, I I don't think right. The controversy is really more the fact that they keep saying no comment, as opposed to whether or not they'll play in Toronto. I think th- they're going to play in Toronto. Put two and two together, figure it out for yourselves. If they're not, if they're not ready now, they will be before they get there. That's it's. I think it's that simple.
3: Yeah, you know, and that's something uh, I think has been discussed beforehand too. Like you know, you don't I, have to reveal
0: your status, but yeah. just say. You'll be right. We've decided there. as a team, we're gonna we're gonna take care of whatever needs to be. Like, like, yeah, this I'm gonna go going find on. this one. I'm gonna yeah, let me find this fucking. Let thing. me get in there. Um <laughs> right. But I mean, the Niesmith thing again, I don't care when it's happening. Watching him knock down any shots at all is welcome. And you saw that first one. He he sat there in the corner. If he missed the first one. Then he takes a second, and he aims it. He takes, like, an extra three seconds all alone in the corner, and it goes down, and he stands there a little bit. So you know he's yeah. thinking about it, and he's yeah. like, ah. And then he's – the next two, he stepped right into him. So he is such a – he is such a mental, like, confidence-based oh, shooter. Right. You know, he yeah, needs no, I, that. I was going to
3: say, I feel like he's he's thinking – two steps ahead most of the time you know so if i miss this
0: am i gonna take the next one and what if i miss the next one then i'm not gonna play and i might not play for like seven straight games and i really want to make it it's just there's not enough natural you know stuff happening and the thing though is is i think we're just once again we've gone too deep into the season without him having a regular role to think that he's going to play anything but mop up time against the mop up or foul up foul you know Uh, you know fouling or injury time uh, in the playoffs I just I think it's another sadly another lost season for him Um, because I just don't know that I I don't know that you can count on it I'm happy to see it but I just again I just think it's uh, that I mean Sherrod can you see any meaningful Neesmith minutes in the postseason
1: no no none. unless you know knock on wood someone gets hurt um, oh, other than that, I, I just don't see it. Uh, it. He's had more than enough opportunities to solidify a spot for himself, and he hasn't. Um, that doesn't mean he can't in the future, but right now, no. Because uh, this team has too much talent and, and frankly, too many guys who, who are stepping up to where they can't wait. Yeah, They can't wait for it to, to sink in. They can't wait for him to get it. And, and, you know, it is what it is.
0: We did think it would be a byproduct of the trickle-down of the uh, injury uh, to Rob would just be more minutes because, you know, if you go double big early, you know, that's just going to, you know, uh, eliminate someone from that second team rotation and may just open up other uh, other avenues. It just didn't happen for him again.
1: I mean, he, yeah. he's, look, he's, uh, go ahead, Josue.
0: No, I was just going to say, like,
3: the way May's constructed this team and the, the philosophy and everything, like, he had that space, right, to, to crack the rotation. And even after the trade, you know, with so many guys out and trying to you know, re- fill up that roster, you got another opportunity to sort of make an impression, see if you could crack that rotation and, and be one of the last guys in there. And it just didn't – he couldn't piece it together. There were stretches where he was able to find his, find his shot. There were stretches where he was a bit lost on defense. There were other times where it seemed like out of control when he had the ball – when he put the ball on the floor. So he's still a work in progress. I'm not saying to write him off, but this season, I, I, unless – it's one of those games where they're just really, you know, they're in foul trouble, and Eme is looking down the line of his bench, or or they're down by twenty-five, and he's just looking for someone to sort of help stop the bleeding. I, I think you he will turn to Niesman for other things, rebounding, defense, you know, cutting the corners off of opposing teams. Like that's something I think you may see him a little bit in, in the mix, where there's nine, ten minutes in one game here or there. But cementing himself into the rotation, I think right now it's just it doesn't. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Now, what's up, Bobby? Hello. Hi, good to see What's you, What's <laughs> I'm
2: just—I'm not just saying hi. I'm just fixing my name. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Did Jalen show his Vax card or no? No, we got the no comment. He, he showed his
0: Players that. Association card, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much a dodge, and I think we're still pretty much where you said we are, John. Like, I'd be stunned if anybody jalen or anyone else decided to go Kyrie and sit out playoff games yeah i'd I'd be stunned and he he essentially said that right like he said i'm eager to play wherever we play the exact same thing al said and i've kind of felt the same way about both of those guys who have been the ones people have speculated might have some uh issues on that front but i i just don't see anyone on this team especially where chemistry and connectivity and all this different stuff he may worked on this year i i highly doubt that that issue would get in the way of anybody playing playoff games especially with the bigger goal that everyone's trying to accomplish here rob being down all those things so i think that'll be determined once they figure out who they're playing and fortunately like you said john there's a long time after that gets set where they actually start playing those games so we'll see Yeah. yeah um yeah we'll see where we are guys anything else on this game we talked
0: a little bit about white i wanted to sneak in neesmith because i thought it was fine um and uh, shots yeah
2: yeah I good shots. Yeah.
0: yeah i mean we were asking bobby whether he has a a role i'll ask you this one and everyone will be like oh shut up i hate this guy but is it romeo langford would he have had playoff minutes? And the answer is no, because he's missed 11 straight <laughs> games with a freaking
1: hamstring injury. Exactly, John. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. because Oh, I, my I'm, God, even, this I have, guy. I have been purposely saying absolutely nothing about Romeo because I'm looking <laughs> at the, the injury report, and his name is on that damn thing as if he was still here. Before.
3: Yeah. As if yeah. Like,
1: literally, nothing. Is I still look the, it up because the... I'm like, come on, I, come on. I'm
3: also, like, let's...
2: I was like, come on, man. Get back on the court. I'm like, That's just like, – Get up! Get in there! I said this. I said this yesterday too, John. The pick they gave up now is 25th. Like that's that's beautiful. That's exactly where you would want that trade to go. I know people are still looking at Richardson's three-point shooting and saying, like, oh, that would have been great. Who knows if he needed to be in that deal? But Langford, no worry there. You got a rock-solid rotation player I, in White, who is starting to heat up now. He really like he's pushing uh, 40, 50 percent over the last uh, six, five seven games. games yep. there, yeah. So, five games, yeah. yeah.
0: It was. It's 40-something over the last five after 22% of the first 17. Again, it doesn't matter. You don't need him to be 40% three-point shooter. You just need him to be um, the guy who he is, 35, you know? 30,
2: and he may have just, some comments on him pregame talking about he's got to be more physical. He's got to foul even if if that's what it takes uh, And because he didn't see that from him in San Antonio, and he says that's how we play defense. Wait, here. why is everyone asking how tall we are? People want to know <laughs> how tall we are. That's always a question. Because
3: our yeah, our audience is Everything. weird. What do you mean? Ba-
0: Bobby you mean, and Sherrod are like six one. Is that right? Six two. No, Bobby's, yeah, Bobby's 6, Bobby's six, two, six two. two. I'm six one. I'm six even. And Josue is no comment. Josue cannot oh, this? comment. This is freaking, what is this a What is a physical? What are we doing here? Jo- he God, cannot co- as, as the president as the president of the Garden Report Players <laughs> <laughs> Reporters Association. Josue is not allowed to comment on anything medical. It's a personal question, and we don't answer personal medical questions about our height. We're gonna talk about
3: the NBA. Private. Right. We got a job private. to do here. All right. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, that's private. Great. This Bob, is a
0: private issue. I will be what ready. These days we'll have
3: a live. We'll have a live broadcast. All right, you guys can come down and find out. It. <laughs> It'll
0: be a bar graph. It'll be Bobby yeah. Sherrod, Josue and Bobby Sharad and Bobby.
3: Bobby Bobby's going to pull up with his damn Tim's on because he likes yeah. to do that when he knows he's doing a report with me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's no like, oh, comment. To- oh, let me put my Tim's on. <laughs> So, so we're gonna do this one standing, is that
0: cool? I have, cool. I have, I have, I have worked with many reporters who've stood on boxes and sat on phone books. Okay. Uh, uh, never, have I <laughs> never have I ever. Never have I
1: ever. That's because we don't have any phone books anymore, Joseph. Yeah. That's another story. <laughs> so what, what's a phone book? Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, where do you find a phone book now? Phone
3: book.
2: The, <laughs> white, the yellow one. pages. The white pages. Where do you find those? At? That would yeah.
1: be yellowpages.com.
2: Yeah. Do we have a uh, Do we have a cornet dunk banner? The people are excited about that one.
1: No, they oh, were. Man. They just wanted to you. talk. That would be it. you, Bobby. That would be you. <laughs> uh, Bobby, man, you were not...
2: you were six two when I met you, man. I swear you're still growing. But all right, <laughs> be good. But can we? They haven't had the media game in years. I'd be excited for that one.
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, that'd be nice yeah, to get that one that back in well. there. That was. Fun. We can. We we've got a. We've got five. We can run a garden report five.
2: That would be something, Bobby can, you, best, Bobby. can you, Bobby? Can you play at your height?
0: Because I can play, I can play big if I have to,
2: even though I was a guard. Yeah, for sure. I, I grew up playing center.
0: You did. Oh, yeah. so you were one of the tall kids early?
2: Yeah, for sure. I was yeah. up there.
0: Yeah, Joe Sway runs point. We'll stick Jimmy in the corner if he knocks down some shots. Great. I no.
3: feel good about this group. I really. Jimmy's do. coming off the bench. <laughs> Jimmy's not sorry. Yeah, he's coming off the we'll bench. Earn minutes on this team. Yeah. Come
2: on. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> my dog. Jimmy's got to
3: earn him. <laughs> Yeah, getting
2: up and down the floor—that might be the key. Right, I'll
3: put it—I'll put it this way: uh, Isaiah Thomas was like one of the few players that I—I I was looking down to right? <laughs> when I used really? to interview one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
3: In other words, he's not what he's what he's listed as, but or maybe he is.
0: How tall yeah. is Jimmy? Who's taller, Jimmy or Joe Sway? I think Joe what Sway. What the is. heck? What kind of question is that, Joe? I think Joe Sway is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that too personal? i hope you know <laughs> i mean like it's not even I
1: close Come are. On,
0: man. are you considerably thank taller you, thank you for
3: th- no, thank you Shiraz. damn
1: i yes. think you got him by at least a couple inches at least a couple you inches. yeah yeah
0: i, I forgot <laughs> i i forgot i haven't seen the guy in person in like a you know a year or so all those
1: little guys guys the they, they start running together after a while height wise guys
0: we got a potentially
3: we got a playoff team uh Potential championship—you know—a a team that could make a deep run—and this is what we're doing.
0: All right, cool. This is what we're doing. But well, we're—we're—we're we're near the end. Once we hit the hour mark, it's friggin'. No, pick, It's—it's pickles and phone books at this point. So
3: I'm. Mean, I'm just yeah. laughing because
0: I, I feel like they didn't appreciate our our '90s music talk from the last show. But no, they want to talk about this.
3: That's because half the we,
1: music was from like the 2010s.
0: Josue That's can why, dribble. Anyone asking, Josue has game. Josue can. has got some yeah. shimmy. He's got some shake. He can. He can dribble. Like a ball. Yeah, he we used to play pick-up a little.
3: Whoa. If, if someone left the ball on the, on the court. We yeah, we'd play after. Before, before, Yeah, before shooting our reports.
0: We've been waiting for that. In fact,
3: we have uh, day,
2: Looks like we do have the court today. So we'll have video down there. All right, go
0: play. Go play. No, go. We yeah. Um, We're sitting so, down, Bobby, on this one. So we got a little break. We got Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Bobby's heading out. Just so you guys know, for the Wednesday and Thursday game, uh, the uh, for, against Chicago and Milwaukee, Sherrod is heading out. Um on I'll Thursday. Yep, yeah. I'll be
1: there for Milwaukee and then I'll be finishing out in Memphis. Closing All right, the road so trip
0: we have a game. out in that Memphis. Could, so we are covered. The guard report game. is out there. Uh did want to mention a full court press bulletin. That's Sherrod's uh situation there, fullcourtpress.bulletin.com, press.bulletin.com, where you can get Sherrod Blakely's written material. Sherrod, anything out there right now you want to talk about or anything
1: coming up? Oh yeah, I just put posted something a couple hours ago just about uh this kid Caleb Love that's kind of turning heads in the NCAA tournament. Yep. The connection between him and Jason Tatum is pretty pretty interesting. Uh, I, had a, I actually had a chance to spend some time with Caleb Love before he committed to UNC because uh, I was out in St. Louis working on a piece uh, on Jason Tatum. And um, they have – both of those guys have stepped their game up this year and there's a common denominator and it's not just Jason Tatum's dad who was Caleb's coach. Uh, there's more to it than that. So check it out, fullcourtpress.bulletin.com. It's up there now.
2: What yep. a game last night. I love
1: that UNC Check team. Check that up. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I love also game of love uh, Bobby Manning's Dome
0: Theory Podcast. Subscribe. You can catch it on YouTube as well. Sherrod Blakely with uh, with uh, Causeway Street and, of course, the Cedric Maxwell podcast. No,
3: Josue Pavone, man.
0: What I call you? He's he Josue run, Pavone. Not. Josue and yeah. Jose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who said that? No, no one. It's just me. Um,
3: I either and, get Josue or Joe never Joe. never host, well sometimes, host, sometimes
1: yeah Josue. Uh, people think Joe, it's a typo yeah. people sometimes hey, think we it's got, a typo
3: i know i know it's, it's annoying what do you we got, got a, a a special episode guys just dropped um well the the youtube episode, the video dropped yesterday but um anyways norm nixon uh joins max and i norm! Uh, two-time, two-time lakers champ uh if you if any of you guys are watching the uh winning time hbo the lakers show He's his, uh, his son actually plays, plays him. him and he's, he's the, uh, the bitter point guard starting point guard. Who's afraid that the rookie hot shot rookie, Magic Johnson's going to take his spot. Who's we better. Had a really good time man. talking to Ed Norm, man. He's, he was a really, really funny guy. You guys check it out. Um, It's up now episodes, episodes already gone live.
0: It's up. So subscribe to the audio, but you can also watch the video yes. see on his media's YouTube and subscribe over there. Quick yep, question. Right on who's be- matter,
3: matter of fact, watch it right after this.
0: Who's yeah. better. Nixon, Norm Nixon's kid is Norm Nixon or ice cubes kid is ice cube. Ooh, ooh, that's a great question. Because Ice so Ice Cube's kid as Ice Cube, he was crushed freaking it. phenomenal. He crushed <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs>
2: that was a great movie. I he was another movie so like good. Ice Cube again. Yeah, exactly.
0: Really I didn't good. know it was his kid, so at first I was like, "This guy nailed it." Oh my god, yeah. just the mannerism and everything. <laughs> and I, you know, but he was well. So you know good.
3: what? To to his credit, though, he probably had some great research from from his dad. But Norm was normal's like look man you gotta figure this one on, on your own and i'm like damn no i don't want to spoil the episode but guys check it out he talks about the conversation he had with his son and his his son has been active for for, for a while so he's, yeah. he's been he's been in the game but um yeah it, it's that'd be pretty cool to put the yeah. tv on and, and see if great... start playing playing you in the back in the 80s it's, it's cool.
0: a gr- it's a great episode uh it's a great episode uh watch it it's out there right now it's really fun uh max you know Max, obviously talking to guys, you know, he used to play with back in the day stuff like that. It's It's got a great vibe, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's like, I guess Josue's here too, but no one, what's up, man? What's going on? It's it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Max had a a blast.
0: Yeah. Smugsy
2: Joes. (laughs) That's a funny
0: comment. That is good. Um, So that's all good stuff. And join our um, uh, clnsmedia.com slash discord. Go to our discord server, clnsmedia.com slash discord. Head over there. We keep the conversation going um for you know it's basically going all day and all night uh we're up to around close to a thousand guys we'd like to get there and uh so definitely uh check that out and uh we've promised this a bit but we will start doing some more interactive stuff where we can hear directly from you guys if you're tired of just saying john sucks in the chat you can do it (laughs) you can do it in in person And he'll yeah. get it
3: he'll get it like a text message so you can really kiss
0: <laughs> <up>. him. <laughs> it's great. But um lots of good stuff here at CLNS as we roll into the playoffs uh we're loaded with uh terrific basketball content over on our website and on our YouTube channel so check that out over there subscribe to everything uh, follow all of these guys on Twitter for updates as they cover the team intensely and uh you know Comprehensively on the road throughout the rest of the regular season. On the playoffs, we're back on Wednesday. Bobby, what do you think? Maybe some spaces on Tuesday or something like that. It's a long gap.
2: Yep, I'll be in yeah. Chicago, so maybe there'll be we, a practice we, or something. We may we can drop talk in about. into a spaces. So, Follow ooh, us. You
3: better uh, get some deep dip, deep dish pizza out there, man. Yeah,
0: CLNS, deep dish is crap. Yeah, anyway, will say.
3: Blech. Well, apparently, if you get it from Chicago, it's supposed to be out of this I'm world. I've gotten I don't it. I can't. No, I, can't te- you. I can't attest to it. Pass. I can't attest to it
0: pass What is it? Too too much dough? Is that what it is? It tastes like friggin' like like this oily thick biscuit. You know, like it just—it's <laughs> a different food concept. I won't even yeah. group it with. It's pizza. not my favorite
3: pizza. I'll have it, but it's not my favorite yeah. pizza.
0: I'll have it because I'm there and I have to. But it's the—I've uh, never had it in Chicago. I will say yeah, I do that next time. Pass.
3: Bobby's not going to do that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, nope. Bobby. He's got no interest. Yeah,
0: it's it's gross. Anyway, thanks, guys. We'll we'll talk to you guys uh, later on this week.